Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Study Break. My name is Melody, and I'm here with my friends Ethan and Madison. Hi, so like Melody said, I'm Madison, and I'm a junior in the class of 2022. I'm Ethan, and I'm a junior also in the class of 2022. To all the listeners, this is like literally like the third take. <laughs> what do you mean? You won't know the difference. Yeah, it's just the first take. I don't know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about. Anyways. <laughs> Ethan, Madison, and I, we all went to the same elementary school, but then in middle school, Ethan went to a different district, and so he was in a different middle school and high school from us, but Madison and I are still, we've been in the same school for all of our academic career, basically. Yep. Now we all are in virtual school, and you know, we're all having different experiences because we all take different classes. Madison's an IB student, I'm an AP student, and Ethan's an AP student in a different high school. Let's just talk about our experiences. So Ethan, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm not really sure how I feel about the whole virtual learning thing. It's uh, really interesting. I feel like there's like three different types of teachers. There's a, there's a teacher who's just completely given up on school. <laughs> They don't care. They don't assign you homework or anything. They just let you do whatever you want. And then there's the teachers who are like kind of trying and like they really want to have you learn, but they just don't know how internet works, how to use Zoom. And yeah. there's the other people who are like super annoying and they give you like so much homework. And they're like, since our classes are shorter, we have to give you double the amount of work, especially... <laughs> since you're an AP and so yeah it's uh it's hard to tell I don't like it to be honest but how do you guys feel about it um I think for me personally um my teachers the way they divide their work or like they're not stereotyping the same as they're stereotypes because I have IB so our teachers they like to use it like time and they're really good about like they're mostly good about using technology or at least making it work with whatever means necessary, whether it be just like good old pen and paper and a picture of it. What varies more for us is how they use a class. Some teachers like to do a quick 30 minutes and then we're done and like you can do work on your own like off the screen that way you're not obligated to stay on the screen or stare at someone talking versus the teachers who like to use the full 80 minute periods to keep talking and to keep lecturing or giving us information and I find that, like, it's just so long and it's so draining. Yeah, and the thing is, like, with our school, we are doing, like, this, like, weird block schedule thing where in the morning it's 80-minute periods and then in the afternoon you do, like, a quick 30-minute check-in thing. Um, but you still, like, go to all of your classes each day, basically. Learning is going to be hard because the internet just goes crazy <laughs> whenever there's like a lot of people on so like you can't understand what the teacher is saying the uh, screen sharing sometimes doesn't work the breakout rooms are so awkward <laughs> and like especially in the morning we have 7 a.m classes and then we're all sitting there in like our hoodies and jackets because it's cold in the morning <laughs> and we're just like yeah no can we like not do this <laughs> right now I honestly feel bad for the zero and seven periods because the times are either super early in the morning when we're all half asleep or at the very end of the day when we've gone through like six hours of straight staring at a camera and lectures and whatnot. And so we're just drained and we're not in a mood to be active. And it's hard to teach when we're like, and I don't blame the students because it's definitely hard having those periods like at the end of the day and like with the long schedule that we do have. But I also feel bad for the teachers in the fact that like they lose the ability to teach because it's so hard and such a hard timing with it. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a lot harder for the teachers to interact with students because in some of my classes, it's so painful with the, with students having the opportunity to mute, you know, they could just be dead silent. Sometimes you hear the teacher crack a joke or something, you see them smiling at the camera and there's absolutely no response. It's dead quiet. Yeah. It's painful to hear because they're trying, but it's just nobody really wants to interact I guess yeah and, mm -hmm, definitely it's like, awkward 80 minute classes you said yeah oh uh, so like do you think that's good because that we only have 40 minute classes and we go to all of them each day so you guys basically have double the amount of time in school that we have or 
How does it's that a little work? different. So because of the 80 and 30, it probably will even out. But I personally find that I think it'd be more effective to have just 15 minute classes for all six classes or all seven, maybe if you want to include orchestra eight. Because the 80 minute classes, I feel like get too long and 30 minute classes feel too short and they oftentimes get wasted. Because what are you going to teach in 30 minutes? It, a lot of times it's check in and check out. And I, I, I get that it's a good option for office hours to ask questions. And like by forcing us to be there and encourage us like encourages us to ask questions because when you have optional office hours, most kids don't come to them because they're like, I want to be lazy. I don't want to, like, I don't want to log into Zoom and pull up my computer and, and get it up. But I feel like it'd be so much more effective as a full class period. And then you, you like break it up more. You don't need to have breaks during the eight minute period because it's so long because it's going to be shorter. Yeah. And I'd also like to point out at our school, we have Wednesdays off. So it's actually just four days a week for school. Okay, so how it works at my school is exactly like what Madison was talking about. We have s seven periods, including zero period, seven periods of 40 minutes. And then we're done before, we're done at 1230. And then we have like lunch for an hour. But then after that, there's like a period from one, 1.30 to 3-ish, where it's like office hours, I guess. It's like tutorial, where it's not designated towards any teacher but you have the option, I guess, to reach out to your teacher and then have like one-on-one -on -one tutorial, I guess, but I don't know anybody who's used that time. It, I'm pretty sure nobody uses it. It's kind of useless, I feel. Yeah, I mean, I've only had one teacher um, suggest us going to an office hour. Like, she's the only teacher that posted it, and then um, I was the only one who showed up and I felt so bad because like, I don't know, it's just like, like she was so ready and like just the thought of any teacher sitting there for like 30 minutes waiting for a student to show up and like no one appears like, I don't, it's just like, That's oh sad. my god. Yeah. It's bad because like they, they're <laughs> doing this for us. They're taking time of their day and prepping this, this extra period for us to study or practice and we don't use it. And like, I think some of us neglect the fact that like, the teachers this year have to put more effort than they have in past years because of the fact that we're virtual and that it's entirely new and a lot of the assignments they have to prep a lot more beforehand in order mm -hmm. for the meetings to run smoothly. And like we're we're slammed with work too, but like so are they. Yeah. So, like, we, we sometimes forget to acknowledge like they're actually doing a really good job with what they've like the task they've been handed is a really mm -hmm. large task. Exactly. Yeah. I totally agree with you. The worst thing about this is like I remember I go to all my classes and there's always that one person who's like sitting in a gamer chair with like big headphones on and uh -huh. like looks to the side with a controller in his hand and then just like the cameras on one side the like tv or whatever is on the other side they're like talking with their other gaming friends and you can see like their mouth moving mm -hmm, but it's mm -hmm. on mute wow okay I haven't seen that one yet I hope it's not actually a lot of people in my school who are kind of like that. I see, uh, I saw this one guy, like in front of the Zoom camera, you see him playing on his Switch. You could <laughs> see the Switch. You see his mouth moving and he's just staring at the Switch while the teacher's trying to lecture. And I don't know if the teacher just chooses to ignore it because he, you know, he doesn't want to deal with it or, you know, I don't know how it is, but it just feels so bad because it's really hard for everyone to get engaged, you know. I feel people just are going to zone out this year. Mm -hmm. I've already zoned out. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. Like, this week, like, in the beginning, I was, like, kind of interested and, like, low-key excited because I wanted to see how this would all work. And then Monday, great. Like, I had the best, like, school day of almost, like, my entire school career. Tuesday came. I was not expecting to be this strained. I woke up and my eyes were hurting so bad. I put in so much eye drops and it still didn't go away. And like, not only that, but I think I got like really little sleep or something because like it was, it was my 7 a.m. class and I, w I walked into, or like I entered the Zoom code for a push and <laughs> yeah, a push is my zero period. But then like I sat there and I just, like had an RBF the whole time. Your zero period is a hard zero period to have. Yeah. Because I have the same teacher, I'm assuming the same teacher, second period, so right after you. Oh, you don't. 
I thought you had the other teacher that mm. all the kids are scared of. Mm-mm. No, no. Well, I'm sure it was that lucky, but I'm <laughs> I don't get a choice. Yeah. Okay, so let's be honest. I have alt tabbed and started playing Slither, Slither IO. Have you guys done that student. yet? No. No? Is oh that just gosh. me? Am Wait, I right student? now we're in general. <laughs> no, not now during school. <laughs> I was say, but no, I don't. I actually pay attention. Well, ignoring the fact that I'm half asleep, like, like I'm really tired, I usually pay attention in class. I don't pull up games or anything. Mm, I'm a good student. Too boring. I have to. I'm so bored. Yeah. I have to be like the in-between of both of you guys because it's like I pay attention at the important stuff like if they're actually having a lecture but if they're struggling with Zoom you already know I'm pulling out my phone and (laughs) texting my friends because I don't I don't do it every class I only do it in like the classes where the teachers don't care or they don't know what to do. Yeah. I think I'm just like so anxious and I'm gonna miss something important that I'm like I don't want to look away or pull something up that will distract me. Mm-hmm. I want to just stay focused in the class. Like, if I pull something up, I'm pulling up work. I'm not pulling up a game. I'm, like, because I get that that happens. And, and especially first week, we're all testing new systems out and trying these new things. So a lot of technical issues are happening this week. Wow, I can't talk. A lot of technical <laughs> difficulties are happening. Uh-huh. And I get that, like, something may take longer to load. Or, like, some teachers, like, forgot to post codes. They were having Wi-Fi issues. The teachers are half on school, half on at home. And so, like... I know um, my English teacher was saying that in the, like his building, there were only two teachers. He was one of the two teachers in the building. Everyone else was at home and teaching from home. And the some teachers are like, they were served to home, reserved to school. And it's, it's interesting seeing like who is in their like school classrooms and you can see the backgrounds and like the posters, like the iconic posters you remember. Yeah. Or like who's in their, in their homes, all comfy. Yeah, that's true. And I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> So, like, earlier you said you were, like, doing work while, like, if the teacher was having difficulties, you would just do work. Like, I wanted to say that was so true because you know how, like, you hear stereotypes of, like, junior year being really hard stuff? Like, I was, I knew that was going to come because I knew, like, junior year, maybe the curriculum would be harder. But no, I got a ton of busy work. And I totally get that, you know. I still learn stuff with busy work. But the amount I got is just, like, crazy, and I'm doing it, like, every lunch break. Like, during lunch, I'm literally (laughs) eating and then, like, writing a math problem down. Like, I have my planner slash to-do list here, and yesterday, or so, oh, no, Thursday, Thursday, my homework came from four classes, and I had a total of eight assignments. That sounds painful. Yeah. What I realized is you guys get an hour lunch. We get tech 30, technically 35 if you enter the meeting late. But wow, I'm just on the hour lunch. Having that, like having the break feels really nice. Like for me, I don't have a six period. So certain days I get a bit of a longer lunch because I have a, like a whole of my schedule. And those days, it's just so nice to be able to like not eat while you're stressed and while you're rushing to like make sure you're not late to next class or like it's chaotic. Yeah. So have, have your teachers actually been able to teach during their periods? I feel like only, only, only half of my teachers actually are able to teach during the, during the Zoom meetings. The other ones, they, they kind of just assign us work and they just watch us do it. And it's a lot of self-learning instead of them actually teaching. Are you required to stay in your meetings or like, are they allowed to end them early? Uh, we have to be there as long as the teacher's there. If the teacher chooses to end it early, then we could go early. So they but, just watch you work? Yeah, some of them, they say, okay, guys, look on Google Classroom. Uh, I've assigned a worksheet on uh, exponential growth. And you guys could do that during class. And I will, uh, I'll be here for any questions if you need to. But, you know, just leave your camera on and, you know, get to work. Stuff like that. Yeah, I've had that in my classes, too. Um, I mean, for my teachers, at least, everyone's pretty chill. But yeah, with my other classes, I've actually been getting lectures, a lot of Google slide presentations, and they're just, like, going over that. And yeah, honestly, I think it's okay because, I mean, either way, it's, it's the same thing because it's 
Google Slides presentations. They always do that in normal class anyways. So I kind of just like pretend that I'm in the classroom. Yeah. Something uh, very different. Not for me, but apparently in some other classes, the teachers post hidden polls or something to make sure you're paying attention in class. It's like they won't say anything about it, but there'd be a question you have to like answer or something. So if you're like alt-tabbed playing Slither.io, which I am definitely not, <laughs> probably would get in trouble. That's oh my hard. god. But like, I guess if you're not on the t- screen, but like the polls will pop up in the center of your screen. So if you're on Zoom, you will see them. They're not like in a corner or like in a pop-up like notification on the bottom. Like they pop up in the middle of the screen. Oh, I don't know. That's I've their fault for not looking. At it, yeah. My teachers have done polls just for fun. I haven't, they haven't used it like as a I guess mini quiz for us to see what we mentioned. It's more like, like, let's just do something fun to be like to change it up and to get you more active as opposed to just staring at me talking. Yeah, definitely. And it's, oh my God, that is so scary. Like this, this is going to give them ideas. <laughs> oh no. I know, one, I know one teacher would definitely do that. So what is something that you wish you could change about virtual learning? I mean, I already said mine. I, I think the schedules, like, I, I don't think I've heard is like, I know the reason we have to do, see all seven or so classes is because there's a rule, like, I think for like attendance wise, that we have to see each teacher every day. And, and I respect that. And I respect that actually the schedule is really nicely designed and like, albeit everything has problems and everything will have its issues and kinks that we need to work out. It, it is a pretty effective and well-designed schedule. And I know that's also designed for like the potentiality of us going back to blended learning. And like, it, it's designed so that like the first half would be in-person slash virtual if, you're, if you chose to do it virtual. But I feel like for right now, we, we could change, like I feel like it's more effective right now to change that than it is to like keep it as it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd probably prefer your guys' system. Maybe not as long 80 minute classes, but (laughs) I feel like 40 minutes isn't enough time. A lot of times the teachers just, or the teachers who are trying to teach, they're talking and then they're halfway through their lesson and then all of a sudden class is over. So Mm -hmm. I think, I think your guys' way is pretty helpful because nobody's going to, by choice, choose to go to office hours, but they rather ask their friends or something, but if they're in a class that's designated for it, that's required, then I think that's probably better. Yeah, I'd say like maybe an hour class, um, an hour per class. I mean, it's easy to remember because like the spell schedule, you're like 825 is second period or whatever. And it's just like harder to remember that way. But if it's like hourly, it's easy to remember, but it's also like a pretty good time where it's not too short, but it's not too long too. Um, and also like, I feel like this is like a time to like really see like which particular students are actually like invested into their like actual learning. Cause that like- That is me, definitely me. <laughs> you can see who is like willing to put all their effort in and who's just like, given up basically and I don't know it's just really strange to see this because sometimes the people who you expect to be like the top students and whatever because of virtual learning they're like below class average and things like that but I don't know I feel like now especially if you're someone who's like striving to do really good in school like you just have to realize this is the time to show your potential and also like your willingness to learn because if other people aren't showing up to office hours, you know, it shouldn't mean you shouldn't show up to office hours. It's still a good opportunity for you to learn. And technically if no one shows up, it's just one-on-one, right? And that'd be even like an even better way to ask your questions. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the teacher would probably be extra fond of you, give you extra (laughs) attention, teach you extra hard. I mean, yeah, that that's also true. It's just a good way to interact with them, but also at the same time, like, get their learning. And, like, they're there to help you, right? So it's, like, a win-win situation. A lot of right now is it's on us, and we've been given all these opportunities and places to reach out, and it's on you to take the accountability for yourself and, and use them and, and take the effort and time to to go onto the call or to ask someone or to email a teacher for help 
because they're all really willing to help and they always all said like even if you need help like have any questions like of course respecting the fact that they only have their own lives like they're willing to help us with any questions we need and it's just a matter of taking them like the effort to do it because when we're in class it's a lot easier to just walk up and ask questions as opposed to having to compose an email or call them or like it, it's a good glimpse into college which we've been told numerous times that this entire time is a good example for our generation to see what it'll be like having the, the responsibility all on you and not having someone else hold you accountable for what you're doing. Yeah, that's a really good point because especially now, I feel like at least in our school, I know there's definitely people who are a little bit more spoiled and, you know, they're given opportunities by other people for them. And so like no one's really taking action for themselves. So this is like a great way to show that, you know, you're responsible for your own academic career. Uh, you guys are making me feel bad now. Why? I have to take responsibility. <laughs> I have to stop playing Slytherio. <laughs> I feel like eventually that would happen, though, because a lot of the first week is intro, and I get that some teachers started content, but the bulk of it is just getting used to the format, breaking into the class, like getting class to start to try to interact as best you can virtual. And so you can probably get away with it this week, but I feel like once you hit real content, at least in AP classes, doing that, isn't the best idea because you're not going to learn anything. And then you're going to have trouble with quizzes and tests, which are still going to be a big portion of our grade, which will drop your grade because all the other, and I know a lot of teachers have like changed the grading scales. And so the weighting's a little different. And so it's like, why wouldn't you want to just do the work and do the easy work so that the harder work, the bigger thing, the test that odds are you may not get the best grade on. So you have cushions in there. Mm-hmm, definitely. And also like, what exactly are your academic goals? Because it's like, if you really don't care about it, it's going to be hard to motivate yourself to do it to begin with, right? So if you know what your intentions are, and you know, like, I want to get straight A's this year, then you should put in that extra effort. But if you're just like, nah, whatever, then like, if you're like, easy on yourself, like, it won't matter that much, because that's your goal, right? Like, you don't have to like push yourself extra hard if that's not your original intention because like you're just going to feel bad and I mean like I can imagine like we're in honors classes so I would think the bulk of the kids care but even think about non-honors classes where the kids are really only taking them to get like to graduate um, high school like they're only doing these classes because they're required to and so they're really like their willingness to do any work is even less like those teachers must have it really hard yeah I mean, I guess like a good way to motivate yourself if it's like a required class is definitely just the idea of graduation. Like, you know, you want to graduate, right? So use that as like your motivating factor and be like, if I don't do this right now, I won't be able to graduate. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. All right, <laughs> let's move on. Do you guys want to share any tips that you've had so far with time management, any note-taking tips, especially like learning how to focus during Zoom calls? What I was going to say with time management is that I think the number one thing is just do the work because even if you put it off and you say, oh, I don't want to do time because I don't like it, you're still going to have to do it either way and you're actually giving yourself less time to do it. If you start it now and you, you can spend double the time doing it than if you start an hour later and, you, and do like in that hour. And it's realizing that, like, get the head start now. The more work you do now, the less work you do then in the pressure moment. And I get people say, oh, I work better under pressure. And, and you like that pressure. But what you realize is when you have pressure for all 60 of your classes, it builds up and it turns into stress. And then you get worried that you're not going to finish it or that it'll be poor quality or that like if it's a graded assignment for scores, that the score may not be the score you ideally want. So for me, Obviously, the issue is paying attention during Zoom classes. It's something I've actually thought about on how to keep myself focused. Consider putting a mirror behind me or having my Zoom call in front of a mirror in such a way where you could actually see my computer screen. And then that would keep me from alt-tabbing to play 
other stuff. I haven't had, you know, I haven't actually done it. But if there's someone who actually has the courage to do that, that would be a great way to keep you from playing games during class. If someone actually does this, please like DM me because like, or DM whoever, just (laughs) let us know. Hey, no problem. That's just five bucks. That's it. I'm here all week. Free advice. Since you guys talked about like time management and how to focus, I'll just talk more about like note taking. Personally, I have like, I think I have, I have five notebooks so far uh, because five classes have already done lectures. Um, But the best way to take notes is to type it out first, like type like random stuff in bullet points on, on a random Google Doc and then like start writing it and making it look like prettier and whatever. Um, Cause when they talk, like when the teachers talk, they go really fast. I don't know why, but like all of a sudden they just go really, really fast. And you're just gonna have to type it down like as fast as possible. Or like if you're not a fast typer, then like handwrite your notes. But if you are, definitely consider digital notes. This might just be me, but I know that when I take my notes the first time around, they're super messy and I actually have no idea what I've written down when I come back. Or like, I have no idea like how it all fits together. So something I actually do is I retake my notes so that they're in a nicer way. So it's easier for me to understand because if you're studying for the AP test, right, when you when it comes May-ish, you're not going to remember what you learned in September. So it's important that your notes are nice and it's nice so you can understand it, I guess, quickly-ish and not have to spend time trying to read your own handwriting. Definitely. And like, that's a really good point to bring up because we don't really know what's going to happen with the AP test this year. But as of now, like, I'm pretty sure it's just like going back to the original format. If you're someone in virtual learning and you want to like get a good grade too, it's the best to just like go to past AP exams, look at that format, and then like practice on that. Because um, College Board's answer key, like when they explain like why this student got a five and why this student got a four or like a three and whatever, Um, you can see like their description and it shows you like what exactly to do and what not to do. So it'll be better than just like figuring it out yourself and like studying it over and over again. Cause like, I'm pretty sure you guys both heard of the term like study smarter, not harder. Like obviously you're going to still have to study hard, but don't overwork yourself to the point where like you're trying to memorize the entire textbook because that's just a little unnecessary. I, have, I, I think with, for me, reading textbooks is that I feel like when you read it, you don't retain much of it. And I feel like, at least for me personally, when I study, I usually use my own notes because I know where things are. And if, if you take good notes in the beginning, you put the time in it regularly the year or throughout the year and you take good notes, it's a good resource because anything important should be in there. You shouldn't need to go back to read the full 300 plus page book. You should be able to pull out the pages and, and figure out which text you need to review or even if you mark every year, like the important stuff that maybe you forgot or think you'll struggle with, it's a good way to set yourself up, like to put the work in now. So when you have to do studying for the big like tests that it's just so much pressure and you're already stressed and studying for five different tests, like it's a lot easier for you. You did most of the work and you put the effort into it. Yeah. And also like before tests, I usually do like a little cheat sheet thing where it's like on one piece of printer paper I write down like all the information I need to know on that one side and like I title it like chapter one and it's just all the information is there like all the information that I'm not that familiar with and then like before the test or whatever I can just like quickly look through it skim it because even skimming it'll like help you retain some memories let's talk about when to ask for help because especially during this time I know lots of students, people in general, we're all struggling, staying at home for such a long time, staring at a screen for such a long time. It's, de- it's definitely damaging to your eyesight and to your whole entire body. So do you guys have any like tips, advice on when to ask anyone for help, whether it's your teacher, your friends, 
any like emotional support too? I think academically, it's just if you ever don't understand something or if you really ever have a question that isn't rhetorical or isn't simply because of the fact that you weren't listening, feel like ask your friends, ask whoever's in your class and get an answer. And if amongst yourselves, however people you, you talk to, who can't find it, then ask a teacher, ask someone like, there are resources out there and like, at least for academic help, like even I know at our school, we're, we're rolling out like Spanish tutoring, we're rolling out math tutoring. And so all those methods are out there for you to reach out to. They're there, they're set meetings, like take the ch- time to just go to them. Because if you're struggling and you start struggling now and you start falling behind, imagine a week or a month or two months later when you're now months behind and you're just really, really confused and you're gonna make it really hard for you to learn anything. And granted, maybe it's because the class is just really hard for you or, or you don't, maybe you don't care about the class, but you still wanna pass the class with at least a passing grade, B or C. And so putting the effort in to just ask and reach out for help as, as maybe, maybe as brave as you, you, or as not brave as you make, maybe you think it makes you seem, it's actually really brave people to say that, to acknowledge that you need help, to acknowledge that like you wanna get help. So on the emotional side, I'm not the best, I'm not the best person to know when you're supposed to go ask for help. But I know if somebody, what I've learned is when someone comes and asks you for help, uh, one thing that's really important, I guess, is just to, to listen a lot. Don't try to like rationalize their feelings, I guess. A lot of it is just you have to listen to their feelings and affirm that what they're feeling is you know, actually real. Don't make them feel bad about it or anything. Yeah, those are both really good points. Definitely when it comes to like an emotional like support perspective, be a good listener because, you know, people constantly talking, we're all talking all the time. Um, But if you're able to be a good listener, like that speaks so much more than just talking. And like what you said, rationalizing their feelings, you're, you're giving them like advice and you're telling them you should do this, you should do that. But like everyone's experienced down points. And like when you're feeling down, right, you don't want someone to tell you like, stop doing that. Stop, stop, stop feeling sad because, <laughs> you know, you don't know how to stop feeling sad, right? It's just mm-hmm. a temporary thing. And like when you're feeling sad, the only thing you want is for someone to be there for you and you just want you know someone to like hug you and someone to just be by your side at that specific point point. and right now we can't do that obviously because social distancing and quarantine um, but you know go on a call with your friends and check in on them text them and just be a good support for them by being a good listener yeah I feel sometimes when you uh, try to give advice it makes them feel like they're they're crazy a little bit like um what i'm what am i is what i'm feeling or like what i'm doing like crazy or like not normal and if you just listen it's uh makes them feel better because they feel like you relate with them that they're what they're going through is normal and it's not you know anything weird or crazy again you don't want to make them feel more alone Mm -hmm. yeah definitely that and I think on the, like, on the side of asking for help, I feel like if you ever feel any, like, in a sense, like, sad or unhappy, talk to someone. Talk to your friend. Talk to your parents. Whoever you're comfortable with, find your support system and people you, you can turn to. And set up a call with them or call and work together and, like, do your homework while you're talking. And, like, that way you're not alone and you don't feel so alone because we're all in our houses. We all feel isolated and technically are isolated. But with the internet and with all these new outlets and resources, we really aren't alone. And taking the time to find the right person who maybe like can like relate to you. And so you can talk together and work out together. And more likely than not, you'll realize that like it's okay or like it'll pass over. Yeah. And like even just going on a call and just like turning your video on and just like sitting there doing your own things hey, but just because i have my video off <laughs> oh <laughs> i wasn't even mentioning that but okay yeah you just threw yourself under the bus <laughs> um I saw madison react and i was oh like, oh okay 
the shade. <laughs> uh, but what was I going to say? Oh, okay, so, like, even just, like, going on a video call, a normal call, whatever, and then just, like, having them there. But, like, even if you're not talking to each other, it's so nice. Like, last night, I actually called one of my friends, and we just had the video on, but, but we were both doing the, our own things. Like she was um, doing like laundry and then <laughs> I was like going on my phone and, you know, we were just like hanging out like that and it just feels like someone else is there and it, it really helps you feel less lonely. Definitely. Over summer, um, I had a friend who I would call like for a week, we called every night and we just had movie nights and we would like, it was just a week of interaction and so we could feel as normal as possible and like feel like you're talking to your friends even though the fact that like a lot of us are on our own and we haven't like it's a way to get interaction especially like right now with school like even though we're all in class together a lot of us are muted a lot of us aren't talking like we normally be able to and so like find the time to have those interactions find the time to like fill the void of lunch with friends or nutrition with friends and just having downtime where you can talk or vent what you're feeling or what you're thinking yeah those are really great tips Let's talk about elementary school. Like, I know this is, like, probably, like, why are you guys talking about elementary school? Um, but that was, like, the only time when we were all together, pretty much. And, yeah, I don't know. It just gives such great throwbacks because we were, like, the trio, you know? <laughs> you know, my parents used to call my best friends. It was uh, you – okay, I'm going to say his name. You, Melody, Madison, and Mason. They used to call you guys – the three musketeers because your guys' name started with an M. Those are my three friends, like my three best friends, you know? Don't get me started on how many people, like, because a lot of people have initials MH, and like within elementary school alone, I think there were at least three. And I've been mixed up with Mason before. <laughs> I, I got his paperback once before, and I was like, really? <laughs> my yeah, names yeah. aren't that similar. <laughs> Like, how do you flip us? And I was just like, a little, it was a little salty that they, like, you flipped it. And they didn't, they never acknowledged it. They're just like, okay, I'll go give them paper because it's not mine. It's his. And like. That's crazy. I never knew this. Oh, my God. I think that was back in seventh grade. Oh, so, like, middle school. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it happens anymore because we're not in classes together as much. Mm -hmm. Though there still are a lot of MHs. Granted, there are also a lot of C last names. So, like, I feel like on the rosters, those, they, like, they take up so many of, like, there's, like, at least, like, nine or ten of them. Sometimes I feel like. Well, I'm just saying, I think in our, uh, in our sixth grade class, I could already think of three people just in our class, Madison, who had MH as initials. Yeah, crazy. Oh, yeah, me too. Okay, I was thinking <laughs> who the last person was, and <laughs> now I know. I, I think it's only three. To be honest, I don't remember too many other people. See, like, I feel like I remember there being another MH. I think there were only three of us. Do you guys remember science camp thing? Yeah. Oh, I remember that. We were, like, bunk buddies. We were were partners. Yeah. I thought you were talking to me because you were (laughs) talking to me on the screen. And I was like, what? No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hiking group. Uh, no, we were we weren't in the same hiking group, but we were. And I were. All I remember is remember they did that little play at the end or something. Uh huh. And the only part I remember is the instructor. Remember he like went and he tossed a little like you had the bead thingies right that you put on the string. Yeah. Yeah, he tossed it at me, so that made me feel very good. Oh. (laughs) I remember our sixth grade math teacher, your homeroom teacher. Your guys' homeroom teacher, he made the presentation slide, like the video, remember? Like after our trip. And then there was this one picture. He was eating the broccoli. <laughs> and then, like, the picture was like him, like, who took that photo? Oh, I remember him now. Oh my God, I forgot he existed. <laughs> I feel so bad because, like, at Madison's parties and stuff too, she talked, like, you guys talk about a lot of people. And then you're like, do you remember him? I'm like, no. <laughs> I really don't. These people. I don't blame you. Yeah. So, how was life 
like when you transition from an elementary school to like a complete different district in middle school? Uh, it was kind of hard, I guess. I'm not the most social person. You know, I don't talk to people the most. And also like in this other district, middle school starts in sixth grade. So like, yeah, elementary is K through fifth, right? Mm-hmm. And so then once you get to middle school, you kind of already like structure your your friend groups, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I kind of came in the middle where all of the groups are kind of structured. So yeah, I kind of ended up just becoming friends with a lot of, uh, a lot of new people. And it wasn't really till uh, high school with the soccer team that I kind of like get to know people who were already in the district before that. Yeah, I get that. Like, when you went into middle school, was it, like, clicky? Like, was there, like, a lot of clicks? Yeah, I there were definitely a lot of clicks. And, you know, with me being new, I didn't really know where I fit in because mm-hmm. there's, like, you know, the cool people and there's the nerdy people. And I was like, I feel like I'm kind of, like, in between somewhere, but I never ended up finding I guess that group until high school yeah when you guys went to middle school did the groups mostly stay the same from elementary to middle or no <laughs> we both uh, went. not at all like, <laughs> I no, heard honestly, that my friend group from elementary school like completely like everyone went different ways right no. oh no you guys stayed the same yeah, yeah really yeah it's like the same people there's like new people in it but it's like this mm. general same people Okay. Huh. A lot of it was just shuffling of groups and like the the schools merged and the groups that like hung up more together changed in terms of like like in all honesty, Mela and I we seldom see each other. Like we don't really hang out as much during lunch. Mm-hmm. We're friends and we like we're never gonna forget like back the good old days. But like right now, like people we talk to are, are different. Yeah. Wait, you're in tennis, right? Mm-hmm. When did you start playing tennis? Because I don't remember this. <laughs> Yeah, um, I started freshman year not knowing anything about it. And this is going to be really funny, but <laughs> like I, every time I talk about this, it makes me laugh. Um, my reason for joining tennis was because I was good at Wii Sports tennis. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, not bad. Wii Sports tennis, you know. Yeah, it's solid reason. Being a remote, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I would Honestly, that's so. impressive how fast, I guess you've improved thank you i mean there's different factors that play into it but we won't get into that yeah i'm i'm so good yeah i can beat uh top tennis players oh really yeah there's a waiting list of professional tennis players waiting to play against you oh yeah for sure mm-hmm. william sisters now nah, i got them uh-huh and then yeah. for madison there's a a waiting list of people who want to do wet uh, her, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, Miss Choir. <laughs> Is there a lot of people like when people find out you're in choir, do they go like sing something for us? Thankfully, no. Um, most of my like people I hang out regularly, they do know I'm in choir. What's funny is when I'll have someone like who I who share who I share a class with, who would never get to choir, and then they're like, "Oh, you're in choir!" Like because. <laughs> when I'm in class, I'm quiet, and I'm not like extroverted, and so I don't, I don't think I, like act like a choir kid. Like even with the choir, I a lot of the kids are very extroverted, and I'm very introverted, and so like I act very different than a lot of the like the way they act, and like unless especially in class, like I don't sing in class, but like if I'm home, I'm constantly singing, and like so it's obvious that I like music and like singing, but like in school, it's weird to start walking down the halls and burst out singing so it's <laughs> yeah. a little less obvious high school musical all up in here <laughs> no i've never seen that <laughs> oh, i've never seen that okay honestly it's okay i watched it for the first time the summer before freshman year you should see it you're, you're years behind it has like yeah. efron in it right yes yeah. that's, that's all i know about they it yeah. have a remade series you're behind Oh, yeah, they, they have a whole series on Disney Plus now with, like, new characters. series is cute. Mm-hmm. And also, you should watch it because Zac Efron's in it and he's hot. 
so oh yeah definitely yeah exactly duh that's the, that's the only like if you didn't say zach efron was in it i wouldn't have watched it yeah exactly and vanessa <laughs> hudgens is in it too and she's hot too so like who's she wait hold up <laughs> hold up i feel like i might know her let me let me look it up <laughs> i'm really offended right now <laughs> okay i don't think who, who is she wait she plays the female lead. Yeah, but I've never watched the movie, so I don't know who she is. I'm trying to think of what other things. Have you seen, more recently she was in Rent Live, but I don't know if you've seen that. Nope. Oh, yeah. I know she's in a Netflix movie, but it's like a Christmas type Hallmark movie. You wouldn't have seen that. Okay, let's oh my God. talking about how uncultured I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you need to learn your celebrities. Stay behind. <laughs> Yeah, she's in The Princess Switch. Yep. But that's, if you don't have Netflix, and if you don't care for, like, those rom-com homework type movies, then you're not going to watch them. Yeah, princess movies. Woo! Okay, you've watched, like, Disney princess movies, right? Yeah, I don't, I mean, they're all right. You know, I, I like all of them, but it's not like, it's not like I would choose to watch it, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, family, gathering, I guess, little kids. Yeah, sure. Little yeah. sister wants to watch it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, she, I don't about, she, she, over, she has a, the, the priority over you. Oh, my God. Wait, yeah. How, how do you guys feel about, like, you know, being the older sibling? Because Madison, you have a little brother. Ethan, you have a little sister. Uh, it's cool. thing is, is that there's a really big age difference for, between me and my sister. But that's just... That's, it's hard to, you know, relate about a lot of stuff. She's still in elementary school while I'm, like, getting ready to go to college, right? And mm-hmm. honestly, when you graduate is when she will graduate um, elementary school. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. We've, we've only shared one year. She was in kindergarten and I was in sixth grade. That was <laughs> the only time we've been in the same school. Yeah, imagine that. Because that's the age between me and my cousins. As opposed to my brother, who was two years younger. So everything he lived through, I'm like, oh, I did that two years ago. And, like, it's relatively fresh and I get a lot of questions on like homework and stuff or like helping him like pick his schedules and stuff and like making sure he has everything he needs it's like flashbacks yeah she asked me did you switch classes in like fourth grade with you know <laughs> other people and I'm like huh who did I even have for fourth grade who's in my class Madison was in your class no, I didn't know who you had okay okay <laughs> who did I have See, uh, started with a C. My mom still goes back to those teachers and volunteers. Oh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> my dad had a dual teachers. They got split and had to, and like their mm-hmm. classes got divided. How did you forget that? <laughs> uh, memory. Yeah, I don't have the best memory. I don't even remember what our sixth. Okay, our sixth grade. There's a female teacher who taught English, right, and reading. What is her name? I forgot. I love her. I remember now. Oh Why did my! You forget I her. I she she got she had a baby, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. now a substitute, I believe. What? Oh. She's not teaching anymore. Oh. Honestly, since we've left, the teachers have shuffled so much. Like who's where? I can't keep track anymore. So we're about to end our podcast, and before we do that, it's the tradition of study break podcast. Go ahead and share some of your bucket list goals. Bucket list goals. Do I have any goals in life? What am I thinking? <laughs> like, oh my. The thing okay. for me is bucket list wise, a lot of things that would be on my bucket list, I've probably already done because my mom is a very much person who loves traveling. But anything like around the world, like she's checked all my boxes already. Dang. I think life wise, there's obvious ones of just graduate college, graduate high school, get a job, like have a family. Yeah. Be successful. Whatever that means for you. Uh, I guess one of them would be, okay, you guys know I'm big into soccer, right? Mm-hmm. I want to see my favorite team play. They're in Barcelona. So I guess, yeah, that would be a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And also finally predicting the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, don't bring it up. Oh, no. Oh, sadness. Pain. Oh. It's okay. 
if it happens next year, right? Or the year after that. Twenty twenty two. That would it hurt because they were <laughs> winning too. You know, going into mm-hmm. that game, I was like, bro, Kansas City is so much better. They're like, you know, they're probably gonna, you know, just steamroll us, right? You know, I mean like we're good, but we're not that good, you know. Don't you know, low expectations. That stupid team, they went into the game and then they were actually winning. They were winning eighty percent of the game. And then they gave me hope. I I was like, I didn't have hope and they gave me hope and then they crushed my hope, you know? It was like, ah, uh, I told myself, don't, you know, don't expect too much. But then they did well and then they made me expect much. R.I.P. It's okay. <laughs> you still got a lot of chances. <laughs> yeah, unlucky. Go next year. If you can just like be like, whatever you think the team is going to win, choose the opposite of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then it'll flip and then he'll be even more upset. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is too much. <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed being on this episode. Um, do you guys want to share your social media? Okay, so you can follow me on Instagram at underscore L U H underscore M O O underscore. It's nice. a very creative username. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, make sure to follow Study Break's Instagram at the Study Break Podcast for trailers before episodes come out. And yeah, so that'll be the end of our podcast. Thank you so much for my guests, Madison and Ethan, for coming on. We had a good throwback session. Nice. Nice to talk. Thank you for having yeah. actually. Oh my god, of course, of course. Make sure to tune into your favorite podcast app. Follow Study Break and listen to a new episode every Tuesday. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.